Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is December 14th, 2020. Our purpose in holding these weekly webinars is to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. We also come together to provide a platform for those people who are already members of triangles to participate together in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is done by simply establishing a line of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. This triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of all those working as members of triangles throughout the world. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation, a world prayer is sounded circulating spiritual energies throughout the etheric network into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it is released. So it needs only take a few minutes each day and therefore triangles can be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So again, we welcome you, those of you who are new we're here to help you in forming triangles. If you would like to do so, you can place your name in the chat box and surely two other people on the webinar will agree to link with you each day. And as we do now each week, we begin with a moment of silence followed by a brief visualization. And then we close with the sounding of a mantra. So let's link with one another. Visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. Visualize within that sphere a triangle. This is the triangle of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center. The spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart. And humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing throughout the triangle in all directions from point to point, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light.
now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and present, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, Visualize these outpouring energies, enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Prior to sounding our mantra, let's project the rainbow bridge from the new group of world servers and its heart into the spiritual hierarchy and to the center Shambhala. Radiance we are and power we stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day.
After our meditation today, we will have a presentation from Michael Galloway, co-worker here at Lucis Trust, who will be speaking on the etheric lines of communication. So we look forward to hearing from Michael. As most of you know, today we've just passed through a total eclipse, um, a total solar eclipse, the most powerful eclipses. Um, and indeed, this was the most powerful eclipse of the year. And of course, I should say is because we're still well within the um, potency of this auspicious, in a sense, event. The ancients did not realize that the eclipses were auspicious and were often, uh, they were considered malefic um, because there's an incredible intensity which you may have experienced th this morning um, as the eclipse is unfolding. It's a, somewhat of an unnatural event. Um, and eclipses are said to reveal things that were hidden um, and when we work um, in our subjective manner, we can ponder what would be revealed to us of a subjective nature at such times. And I think it does relate to the work of triangles, to the work um, of the etheric lines of communication, which Michael's going to discuss it might be that a different type of light becomes available when the light of the sun is temporarily obscured from our sight. So the Tibetan, um, he does interestingly speak of this time in planetary history as a time when there is a great intensification of the light. That's the phrase he uses. And it's not just today on this eclipse, it's not just uh, this time right now that we're living through, but it actually started, he said, with the discovery of electricity. And so we've been having this intensification going on for quite some time and it's increasing and it's reaching its zenith at the year 2025, coincidentally with that great uh, momentous time in, in our history. So we're at the final phase of it. The Tibetan says the intensification does not continue forever. So we're reaching that climax, as I said. And surely as humanity begins to adjust to this heightened influx of energy, um, we will become cognizant of new forms of light. The Tibetan speaks of the four major forms of light that are being intensified. The light from the sun. So we know that there has been a tremendous increase in solar flares um, in recent years. That's surely part of this intensification. So we know the intensification extends from outside our solar system and all of the lives surely in various spheres of our local galaxy are perhaps going through this heightening of stimulation. This eclipse is aligning somewhat closely with the galactic center. So who knows if the galactic center itself is also being 
stimulated and augmented in its release of light. So it's the light from the sun, then there's the light inherent in the earth itself. Um, not the reflected light, Tibetan says, from the sun, but its own inherent light. And DK tells us that we, we stand within the light of our earth. We stand within the etheric field of our earth. So when there's an eclipse and the energies are greatly intensified because the Tibetan does speak of that, he puts them on a par with Waysak actually and the June full moon. These are not to be um, disregarded, particularly this year when we're focusing so much on next week's solstice and the Jupiter-Saturn alignment. This powerful eclipse might have been somewhat overlooked by some, some of us. So we have to keep um, recognizing that we're, we're, we in the etheric field of the earth are standing within an increased radiance and while the eclipse is in Sagittarius, the earth is always found in the opposite energy to the sun. So our earth is being etherically augmented under the impress of the sign of Gemini. And then the third type of light that's being augmented is the astral light, the starry light of the astral plane which we're told is um, as the etheric web of the planet is being pierced. And um, we are contributing to that by our meditative work. This astral plane light is pouring in and it's opening up many people's consciousness to forms of light, to visions, and to many factors that were hitherto um, sealed to humanity. This is in one sense, um, good. It's opening people to so many more um, concepts that were considered um, unreasonable up until recently, but it creates its problems because as the astral plane becomes more open to humanity, it, it can create much glamour and illusion. So we have to be careful and let reality govern our every thought. And the final form of light, which really um, resonates with the work that we do in triangles is the light that stems from the mental plane. So as we work in triangles, we have to learn to focus ourselves, to concentrate our energies on the mental plane. And through that ability to do so collectively as a large network in concert with all the other members who's of the heart center of the new group of world servers throughout the planet, together we can form that mental focus through which the light of the soul can begin to be penetrating into our world and revealing the soul. And so the Tibetan says that as a result of this intensification of the light, etheric vision will begin to open up. And he says in the not too distant future, you know, these words were written about a hundred years ago. So this etheric vision, this new way of seeing, of seeing that which was hidden, perhaps this eclipse is stimulating that ability that will be developing and is developing in humanity to see that which was hidden. So let's now work within the potent outflow of this eclipse which is working to stimulate 
our earth because the earth stands within the axis of the Gemini Sagittarius polarity. So this is our eclipse, as you might say, this is our sign, Sagittarius. So let's work concertedly with its energies as we go into our meditation. Let's link as a soul, point of light and love with all people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. project a bridge of lighted energy to the highest center, Shambhala. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network.
lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the Triangles Network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, establishing right human relationships. Again, project the rainbow bridge to the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one and I am one with them.
I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words as they're poured out. And let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide all little human wills. 
the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. And now we'll hear from Michael. Hello, Michael. Hey, Kathy, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, excellent. Um, thank Sorry you. Oh, no, it's okay. okay. Are we good? I'm, my screen, are you using your video now? Yeah, yeah, my video is on, but you can't see it probably because okay. you're, you're running the PowerPoint. Okay. So that's fine. Okay. Um, thank you, Kathy, for the invitation um, and for the meditation and for your presentation earlier. Um, today, as Kathy said, I'd like to share a few thoughts about the ether, the etheric body, or what's also referred to as um, the web of life, which encircles not just our planet, but the entire manifested universe. The etheric web has many functions, um, and this can make it somewhat difficult to understand and even to define at least in a concise way. And so I'd like to begin by giving just a very basic overview of what the etheric body is. And I'd like to do this using numerology as a guide. Numbers are the basic symbol of all things, in being that all the major energies meet and interact and are expressed in and through the etheric body, I think numerology seems an appropriate approach. After that, I'll just share a few thoughts about the etheric body as a medium and network of communication, something which is particularly pertinent to our triangles work. So first and foremost, the etheric body of all is one. It is related to that great entity called space, which occultism teaches is itself the one manifestation of an unknown entity. It is within space 
that all primeval and cosmic evolution has its beginning and end. Similarly, the etheric body provides a single coherent field of expression for a multitude of energies. It is diverse yet indivisible. The etheric body of every form upon our planet is one with the etheric body of the planet itself, which in turn is one with the solar system and so on and so on. There is only one etheric body in existence. The etheric body is also a means of communication and thus a medium for the principle of duality or relationship. It relates all forms in manifestation, each to each other, and it also relates the higher and the lower, being a medium or the expression of all seven principles. The etheric body is also the subtle counterpart of the dense physical body. And it is the etheric body which literally coheres the atoms of the dense physical together. The two bodies are inseparable during incarnation. And this inseparability is a beautiful symbol of the one life manifesting through the basic duality, spirit and matter. As many of us know from our time in the triangles work, the etheric body of our planet is currently a network of squares. And part of the work as triangles is to transform that etheric body of the planet into a network of triangles. A triangular network uh, will be able to channel spiritual energies from a plane which is beyond all separation. And this aids to initiate our planetary life to a new era of existence. Getting a little bit of feedback, one second. Okay. Um, so this transformation of the etheric network of our planet from a network of squares to a network of triangles um, is symbolic of the relationship between the four rays of attribute and the three rays of aspect. And for those of us who aren't familiar with esoteric psychology, what this means, it's, it's in other words, it's just the transformation of the four of intelligent expression into the three of divine expression or divine experience. Speaking of the number four, the substance of the etheric body is fourfold and it consists of four grades of planetary prana, technically speaking. And it is important to remember that though its substance is composed of four grades, um, it is the medium for the transfer, circulation, interplay of many, many, many types of energies. The fourfold nature of the etheric body also corresponds to our highest four um, planes of consciousness, which we refer also to as the cosmic etheric planes. Eight is also the number of the Christ, and perhaps this has something to do with this relationship between him being the mediating factor, him as the principle of relationship, not as an individuality, being the mediating factor between this, this higher four and the lower four. And five, um, which, um, so five is the basic number of the microcosm. 
six being the basic number of the macrocosm. And we have in the symbol of the six-pointed star embedded in its center, a pentagon, um, the symbol of the relationship between the macrocosm and microcosm. The etheric body is the microcosmic expression uh, or the manifestation, you could say, of the one reality, the absolute, which is the field of absolute consciousness. As I said earlier, the etheric body is a field for the manifestation of various energies. And it is therefore closely related, being the sort of preeminent microcosm in a way, very closely related to the number five. You also have the fourfold division of the etheric body plus the etheric body itself, which synthesizes those four. And this also makes five. And the same correspondence can be expressed as the relationship of the four rays of attribute to the third ray of active intelligence, which synthesizes them. Um, looking to the number seven, we can see that although divinity is a trinity, um, creation is sevenfold and it's composed of seven principles, which we call technically the, the seven rays of divine expression. These and their sum are the consciousness of deity itself. <clears throat> Um, and this picture can be visualized very beautifully as a string of seven pearls hanging from the threefold Godhead. This septenary division of life is reflected in the seven planes of manifestation, in the sevenfold constitution of man, and also in the seven centers in the etheric body. The force currents of which the etheric body is composed, these various forces that flow through it are all um, related to one or other of these seven archetypal energies. Also, the man or woman who has completed, in, completed the cycle of human incarnations, their etheric body, all seven centers, um, perfectly express these seven principles. The etheric body also represents the multitude of manifestation. You could say it is a finite expression of the infinite that infinite being described in the secret doctrine as a boundless circle with its circumference nowhere and its central point everywhere. It is composed of numerous interlo interlocking lines of force and these, these um, lines of force are in constant motion and this motion is evolution. So we have also described in the etheric body a symbol of evolution itself as motion which of course is the breath. This creates practically an infinity of minor um, centers within that body where these streams of force meet and interact. And so putting aside a lot of these technical details, um, I hope that gives some of you who aren't familiar with the etheric body, perhaps even some, if not, um, perhaps even just a vague idea or some idea of what the etheric body is. It does have many functions, but the most important, at least for our triangles work, is that it is a network of communication. And when considering the etheric body as a network of communication, we should keep in mind that communication, relationship, and spiritual transmission are all almost synonymous. And they express, and each of those terms expresses the basic and fundamental interplay between two units of life, which leads to the expression of unity when they are 
closely related and eventually um, to at one mint when that relationship itself is transcended and we move to a state of identification. To say that all is consciousness from the highest to the lowest is a, is a basic occult truism. There is not but consciousness in expression. Um, means that there exists, in fact, a fundamental relationship between all things, because consciousness is basically relationship, the principle of relationship. And it is the uncovering and conscious realization of this relationship, of relationship itself, you could say also, which human evolution seeks to achieve. And to this end, the new group of world servers works. The new group of world servers are a group that has no outer organization. They have no creed. They have no doctrine. And the group is composed of all those who seek to manifest the spiritual ideas of the coming age. Their work can be described in terms of establishing unimpeded lines of communication between humanity and that which exists above it and below it in the great hierarchy of being. The Triangles Project is part of the work of the new group of world servers because it circulates the spiritual energies of light and goodwill throughout the planet and establishes and works to establish these unimpeded lines of communication. This work is simultaneously upon the mental plane where the soul, which is light and which is the self really resides. And it also occurs at the same time on the etheric plane, wherein the energies of the soul interact with the energies of the physical, emotional, and concrete mental planes and are impulsed into the densest level of phenomenal expression. These etheric lines of communication, which the Triangles Network is helping to establish, underlie all human and planetary evolution because all of these evolutions, both human and planetary, must work out on the physical plane. The soul incarnates to evolve and to redeem the lesser lives through which it incarnates. This is integral, an integral part of planetary evolution as well. When this occurs, when the process of redemption is complete, and when that redemption carries all the way down into the realm of physical living, we will see then the overcoming of separateness. First, of course, in thought, and then eventually in expression, physical expression. And then once separateness is overcome, wholeness can then be fully realized. That's really the goal. And all of this occurs, the, 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 the overcoming of separateness and the establishing of wholeness occurs through a constant and continual communication between all units of life between the higher and lower as well. And the fact of the etheric body itself um, is itself a counterweight to the separateness, glamour, and illusion, which are all generated by the unillumined human mind. As many of us realize, the physical plane is itself the most, is a symbol of profound separation. Things, things are seemingly totally apart seemingly unrelated in their densest and grossest aspect. And this is a great illusion which hangs over 
on the entire human condition. When the etheric body is recognized, and when it's recognized that it overshadows the dense physical form and literally coheres it into existence, it reminds us that there is only one life and one great consciousness evolving in time and space. And we can therefore adjust our, um, our thinking, our doing, our being, our living more appropriately. Um, so I'm going to turn it over now to, uh, to Kathy, who I think was going to start us off on the discussion. Thanks, Michael. Thank you so much. It's such an essential aspect of our work, this to try and understand the etheric and to realize from those teachings from the Tibetan how it's going to be revealed to us increasingly. So I think these lines of separation that you were closing with are, are vanishing, are going to vanish once we come to see things more clearly. So thank you so much. Um, I, I think there are quite a few comments already. So I wondered if you would like, and people can share in the chat box, as you know, you can also raise your hand uh, by clicking on your name in the participants box and we'll unmute your microphone. So please uh, share with us something. Mm, I'm just looking through the chat now, sorry, one second. People are um, I just asking posted to download, but it is there. I just posted it. Yeah, I just posted. It was posted um, already, though. Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. Um, um, okay. Um, Tara Schaller says ether is the first few layers of electrified water when the alchemical pentagram is being used. The six sided star is when the pentagram is being used, and deities look back at us, I believe. It's an interesting thought. Thank you for sharing. Um, um, looks at Luis Fernando down, put something here, a picture to download. Oh, maybe that's so that, that. Maybe people think that's the talk, but that's not the talk. That's just oh, a, yeah. some, okay. some image it looks like he shared. Um, uh, sorry, I'm just scrolling through now. <clears throat> so Isabella Kung says, Michael, there is one etheric body is such an encouraging statement. Thank you. In a period where separation is made to believe, um, it, it unifies us and well. Thank you for indicating how to overcome this glamour of separateness leading to the one life through our more appropriate living thinking. Um, thank you, Isabel. Uh, Patty asks, are you actually referring to the causal body? And uh, that's, that's a, no, actually, I'm referring to the etheric body, which is, which is part of, which is really part of, technically speaking, it's part of the dense, it's part of the physical body, although it's not the dense physical body. It's the sort of prototype or the uh, energetic prototype that coheres it together. But there is a very close correspondence between the etheric body and the causal body. Um, one, they're both light bodies, first of all. Um, the etheric body is a golden light, and the soul or causal body is a is uh, usually referred to as with a white light. Um, but they're really close correlations. And so I can, and, and there's, a, there's a deep correspondence between them. And so there's sort of, um, they're, they're closely related. So you'll find some of the same statements about, 
some of the statements I made probably are applicable to both. Um, but of course they have to be interpreted at sort of the different levels of expression. Um, it was a lot of technical information I know, but I hope it that didn't really deter from the sort of simplicity of realizing that um, everything we see is just is just literally one, even in even in its physical, even in its physical expression is unified. We don't really have to go so deep to have that beautiful symbol of the oneness of all creation. And the fact that it extends even beyond our solar system, even the farthest reaches of the soul of the, of the universe, it's still the same etheric body um, as the one we have here. So Nina Ryan says, well, Michael, we do need this to read in a Word document. Okay, so yeah, so I posted that. Um, Patty says, true, loneliness is an illusion of the form, definitely. Um, yeah, loneliness is, is definitely illusion. And it's also, I think, comes from when we when we, when, we, when we think that our self is really the separated self or the not self, when we identify ourselves with our personality rather than our souls. Because when we identify with, when we identify the self with the separated self, which is the personality, we tend to always sort of reflect back. It's, it's sort of, it's, well, in one sense, it's a prison, but it also causes us to constantly, all of our thoughts, and all of our interpretations of truth are constantly reflected back onto that separated self and everything's determined um, in alignment or sort of through the veil of our identity. And I think that's really why we have to move that, the conception of the self um, higher. Some people uh, refer to the ego, uh, popularly is referred to as the lower self, the ego. Um, but in the ageless wisdom teachings, in the writings of Bailey and I think Blavatsky as well, ego with a capital E is always used to refer to the soul because that's really the true, the only self, really. Sometimes we say the higher self, but it's really just the true self, the lower self being not really the self at all, but actually a vehicle. Um, so if anybody, I mean, I'm talking quite a bit, I understand, but if anybody has anything to share audibly, um, please, you can raise your hand by going to, to the participants box and clicking on the dot, 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 and then the raise hand button. It looks like there's a lot more messages, so I'm just going to keep scrolling. Um, Patty says, as we are aware, each divine ray affects two fields of endeavor, one human, one divine. Yes. Um, Fundacion Psychoactiva says, it is the evolutionary arc. We are returning to the source or fall. I'm sorry. So I'm, how long was I muted for? No, I thought it was something, I, I just did it. Okay, sorry, I just suddenly saw. Sorry. Please, un please unmute yourself. I was like, oh gosh. Uh, no, long, that was me. I was trying to mute myself, but then I. No, yeah, it's sorry. fine. Um, I'll just, Katie, I'll just keep going through this. There's a lot of yeah. good comments here, so I'll just keep going through a little bit rapidly, but just so we can get everything in. Um, Nina Ryan says, could you enumerate what impedes the lines of communication? I think definitely it's all illusion. The source of all illusion is unillumined human thought. And so um, 
it's really humanity that's in the way, but it's also a humanity which is sort of the agency which builds this network of communication as well. So the need is to really purify human thinking and to think always in terms of communication, to think always in terms of, of bridging. The concrete mind easily becomes a, a faculty of separation and of division, um, but really when we can begin always to think in terms of bridging, it starts to relate the lower to the higher mind and really brings in the light which dispels those impediments to the um, communication. Um, uh, Teresa Keast says, science is now recognizing aspects of the etheric body and calls it the electromagnetic field or biofield, which is encouraging as it will revolutionize the way we approach medicine and healing when it is fully understood. Yes, definitely, Teresa. That's an excellent comment. Um, Keith says, "I liken the etheric body to a painter's, excuse me, to a painter's canvas that is forgotten once the picture appears." Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful. I'll read it one more time. I liken the etheric body to a painter's canvas that is forgotten once the picture appears. Um, yeah, the, the etheric body is in constant motion. So just as soon as one thing moves, another one, another movement occurs. And I think that sort of constant motion of the etheric body sort of reminds us how diligent we need to be with the triangles work. You know, it's not something we can just do and then forget about it and say, oh, I did it, you know, a few months ago, the triangles work was going really great. Well, it has to be, you know, every day continuous and constant because the etheric body is, you know, etheric body changes and moves. So if we stop the practice, then those triangles are devitalized and they, they fade away. But we can expect triangles to constantly be appearing and fading as people circulate in and out of the work. But it's just important to remember that it's a, it's a rhythmic and daily and regular practice. Patty says physicians will never cure the harshest ills of mankind until the healer learns to see the entire person. Absolutely. Gary Marks asks, where is the line drawn between the microcosmos and the macrocosmos? For example, what initiation and what kingdom becomes the macro and becomes the macrocosmos? I think micro and macro are relative to one's point of observation. So we could say, you know, for instance, we're the human body is a macrocosm for the many infinitesimal lives, atomic lives within it. At the same time, the humanity is a microcosm, you know, of, of some higher life, maybe the planetary life or something like that. Um, and then so on and so on and so on. And so I don't think there's any like ultimate line of demarcation, it just kind of depends on where you're, where you're talking about. The comments are going faster than I can read clearly, so I'm just going to skip through. Santana says, it is amazing to think our etheric body is woven of one thread and where many lines cross the chakras. The endocrine system precipitates from the etheric and are, is related to the chakras as are the nadis which underlie the nervous system. Yes, exactly. It's part of the etheric body. Um, 
Um, Tara Schaller uh, asks, how many triangles should a person do a day? And I think the answer, and Kathy, you can chime in here, but it's just however many someone would like. Um, many people just do one triangle, uh, but many people choose to do much more. And it's really about how many you feel you can hold in your consciousness at one time. Is that correct, Kathy? Yeah, I think there's no there's no right or wrong. There's it just as you said, it depends on the individual. Okay. But many of us do multiple triangles at one time. So it it isn't necessarily that if you have a few triangles that you have to do each one separately, you can, if you feel comfortable, um, work with them together. But you should still be able to uh, really visualize each triangle. Like yeah. If you can't hold them all in your consciousness at one time, it's, it's too many, right? Probably. What do you mean? Like if I have, you know, 30 triangles and I just kind of vaguely see 30 triangles, is that, is that okay or, or no? Well, like I said, I think it, you know, it, it can be done that way, but you have to you know, link with each one. Yeah. But you're, it's part of a, a collective. Okay. Because the whole work of triangles is part of a, a collective etheric interrelationship that exists among all the triangles that we have. So. Mm -hmm. So Patty asks, is the person consciously on the path? Clairvoyance, good question to ask. Are you consciously on the path? Um, clairvoyance as well discussed. Clairvoyance is cheering. It's constantly tearing the veil. Yeah, so she says clairvoyance is well discussed. Clairvoyance, not so much hearing voices, gets an individual branded as schizophrenic. This is caused by the tearing of the veils. Instead of pursuing the necessary will, striving and aspiration to achieve a parting of the veils. It's true, there are certain issues that can arise if you kind of break these separating walls between the bodies too soon. Um, certain breathing practices or energetic practices can focus on kind of um, piercing through these veils. And generally that's not, um, you know, at the Lucis Trust, we don't ever really suggest people do those exercises because it often causes more problems um, than it solves. And uh, generally it focuses on the form also because you have to remember the bodies themselves are, are form even if it's a more subtle body. The importance is of course the evolution of consciousness within those bodies. When the consciousness evolves then the bodies themselves um, are affected in turn. And that's really the, the way that, <clears throat> really the safest way um, to proceed is to allow the consciousness to unfold the changes in the bodies naturally. Michael, I think we're going to stop now. Okay, so thank you so much, everyone. And thank you so much, Michael, and all participants. And let's just close by linking with the worldwide group of triangles in a moment of silence. Thank you, everyone.